How long do we get to just fire the assistants and say that we're going to fix the NIL, which, by the way, there have been sources who have said publicly, and, and the university has said that our NIL is not an issue. The university has said, look at all the NIL stuff we're doing. We're second best in the Big 12. We're doing this, this, and this. He's our NIL. directly contradicting his look boss when he's up there. Look at us. Like our NIL is good. Javon mm-hmm. Overshone has been screaming at us how good the NIL is. Mm-hmm. And then the head coach comes out and says, the NIL is not good enough. That's why we're losing. Like, people are asking Dave, why is the team losing? And Dave is saying, the NIL, and that's on me. I don't know how to divvy it out. I can't so be a who, boss. So who was lying to us? So which one who is it? Who has been lying to us? Which one is it? The question, the first question that Jerry Hill gives to Mac Rhodes is, obviously 2023 is a season that fell short of expectations on the field, which, again, I love. He has to tiptoe around things. Obviously, you know, things didn't quite go the way he wanted them. Where is your head with all of it? And Mac is like, everybody's frustrated. They should be frustrated. And then he gives, and you and I have had this conversation. This isn't just a Mac Rhodes thing. It's anywhere. When you give your credentials, you start to kind of lose me. Yep. Because he says, I've been in this industry for almost 30 years. I've been an athletics director for almost 20 now. When you start to give me your credentials, we all know that. I can Google that. Mm -hmm. That's a thing that exists on the internet. That does not make me think, oh, yeah, I forgot. Mac Rhodes has been doing this for 30 years. We must be okay. There's an insecurity there. You know, of hey, you gotta trust me on this decision. Look, look what I've done. Okay. And and if you've got a good enough reputation, which by the way, Mac Rhodes does have a good reputation as an athletic director, yeah. you don't need to say that. Yeah. They're- you know, the, the the guys at 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 Duke or Alabama or Georgia don't need to put out their credentials out there. They just don't. And dude, I have heard, I know that Jeremiah Donati doesn't need to put his credentials out there. The AD at TCU. Baylor keeps getting peppered with NIL talking. Oh, they're not good enough at NIL. I've seen some of the numbers that aren't public. And Baylor's not in that bad of a spot. Guys like Bo Chow Jin were getting a little take home. Love that for Bo. There is not near the gap that you, and the the university has reported, they never never tell you this, but it's online. Mm -hmm that Baylor is the second best NIL team in the Big 12, the second best school with NIL in the Big 12. And having heard the numbers, I wouldn't be upset with the money they're giving out to some of these football players. But again, now when it's convenient, we lean on the argument that NIL is not good enough. Now we get to... It's a buzzword. Because because Baylor isn't supposed to be good at NIL. right. Right? So at the end of a disappointing football season, I can say, we just didn't do that well enough. And even when it's Dave taking ownership of it, I don't care. So again, like we kind of just talked about, someone is lying to me here and lying to the fans. It's either a problem or it's not. You're either the second best in the Big 12 or it's a problem. Yeah. It's not, it can't be both. Can't be. By the way, you talk about a guy who hasn't been able to control the portal. How about controlling portal guys that are leaving? Mm. You lost... Three really good defenders from last year's team. Uh, you have yet to graduate a quarterback since Seth Russell. Starting the, quarterback, yeah. The last quarterback to finish his career at Baylor was Seth Russell. Jacob Zeno at UAB, 3,100 yards and 20 touchdowns this season. Kyron Drones at Virginia Tech, 2,000 yards, 15 touchdowns this season. Turn them around, by the way. They were one of the worst teams in football along with Baylor, the first couple weeks of the season, they're going to a bowl game. 642 yards on the ground. They beat their rival on the road by, what, 40 points? Yeah, that's pretty good. Another another okay. other rival who isn't going bowling. The, Baylor played their rival on the road that isn't going bowling and lost by 25. Correct. Non-competitive against TCU. The last thing that Max says in this, I'm going to read this quote in entirety, so you got to bear with me a bit. 
But of all, he's getting a lot of these questions, and Jerry says, before we conclude, what would you like our fans to hear from you? Max says, I would just say every single one of our fans at any level has a role to play in our success. What makes Baylor special is the people. We're not a big state school. Our fans, by and large, are fans because of a deep personal connection to the university or to its mission. And this connection is almost always this connection is almost always deeper than a game result. We need you to not let up on playing your role. Keep supporting. Keep showing up. Keep loving Baylor well. Why? The, that, it's, that's this connection. That's disappointing and concerning. Is almost is always deeper than a game result. Is the epitome of hey, I know we keep losing, but wasn't Chapel warm and fuzzy? Don't you remember how special those moments? Fountain hopping were. Don't Remember, give up, guys. We have the oldest homecoming, and we do a sickum, and we're the largest Dr. Pepper Hour. We're the largest Baptist school in the world, guys. That's better than beating Texas. This place is special. We're making and a bowl game. Look, I know you want to win, but we're not a big state school, <laughs> guys. We're just a little private Baptist school. I know you want to win, but what's more important than winning? The deeper connection. I just, I hate how much, it, how often it comes back to me looking at TCU. But for as much as Baylor fans don't want to admit it, that is basically the same school, the same athletic program in terms of resources and prestige and branding and all of that. And yet they don't accept this kind of stuff. They fired their best head coach ever midway through a season because it wasn't going well enough and it was on a downward trajectory. And they, you know, they, they've, their baseball coach walks for another job after leading them to the most success they've ever had at TCU. And they're right back in the picture. They're right back one step from Omaha. You know, they're, they're an awful, awful basketball program for their whole existence. And they get a guy who was a Big East coach of the year to come and play there. They just don't accept. They, they, I, I mean, I say that all to say TCU isn't putting out a line like that. They're not saying, well, come on, guys. You we're know, not we're, a big state we're a, school. We're a family here, <laughs> and that's bigger than wins. No, they care about the wins and the losses, and Baylor used to as well. And I just don't love the direction that this is heading at all. And yeah, to your point there, Drake, they're the same school, and they don't make these excuses. Yes, they are the same. I would say TCU is the same. They are the... And maybe the same school. There are things that put them in a worse spot. Being in the DFW era, having no like regional sure. autonomy is not going to help your branding as a university. Baylor has at least its own city where they are the biggest show in town, where they get to be the highlight of somebody says, Hey, what's in well, they Fort have a Worth? flagship station? What's yeah. in Fort Worth? The stockyards. Like you go down the list of things before you get to TCU and DFW. Whereas with Baylor, it is, oh yeah, Waco, Baylor, that's synonymous. TCU and Fort Worth are not synonymous. They're already behind the punch, and they still make it work. I, I'm. This is here's a, here's somebody. Like this that says, is this is like a a watershed. If you look back on it in two years, when when Baylor's one and eleven or two and ten, and they're consistently one of the worst football programs in the nation, you look back at this and you're like, probably should have like at worst should have stopped it right here. Mm-hmm. But instead, they said. You know, you guys love Baylor because of what Baylor is, not because of the wins and the losses. So keep supporting no matter what. I have... I just can't, I can't buy that. I have been 
disappointed with everything that I've heard about the way practices are held. And I've, it's been confirmed by multiple players, player mm-hmm. parents, those that graduated and those that left, that the Baylor practices where the twos, the, the backups, run the opposing team's offense and defense instead of your own, and half the team just stands there on the sideline the entire time like an NFL practice. It has been proven that Baylor, according to your head coach, isn't good enough at NIL. It has been proven, according to the head coach, that the transfer portal is not good enough. They have everything that we've heard from a trajectory standpoint. Scotty B says that Shehan J. Arasha has the quote of, uh, you know, Shehan J. Arasha says, good athletic departments don't give in to the whims of fans. Mm. And that, yeah, I, I would give you that. Yeah. The one I, thing that probably I probably... a different context. Correct. And the one thing that I probably can't give you here, they keep firing people. Yeah. That, that's the damning, that's the most, and NIL, to the transfer portal, to, to practices. All of that I already don't like. They keep firing people because your head coach, maybe he can't get those things right. At least he can hire good assistants. That, the answer is no. That's that's the point I was going to make. So what does he do well? What does he do well? Because the assistants aren't good enough. That's the problem. And we're on to round three of hiring new ones there. Um, he can't. He doesn't do well recruiting players out of high school. Doesn't do well developing players while they're at college. He doesn't do a good job keeping his players from going into the transfer portal. And he doesn't get good players out of the transfer portal. So what what does he do? Person over What do you do uh, here? Culture. Which is fantastic. And I'm great that there's a good locker room there and and all that. But Bail at players, the expense of winning football games. They don't get arrested, man. Why don't we go down to FCS then? If we're if we're just gonna have the if we're not gonna have the ambitions that someone like Sam Houston is gonna have, then why don't we just go down to FCS? Well, because we're not a big state school, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're all we were we all went to Independence together. We all did line camp. Remember the reasons we love Baylor? It's not football. We don't love Baylor because of athletics. I it makes as me someone th- who, as someone who does the enrolled at Baylor after back to back Big Twelve football mm-hmm. championships. I cannot agree with it. Baylor became my <laughs> dream school because I watched RG three win the Heisman and thought, wow, what I mean, a place yeah. that I could go yes. watch peak athletics at every at every single program. And I, I wonder on days like today, do the Board of Regents watch sports? Because I know Mac. If they at you, least don't care about it. If you put Mac in a vacuum, it's just Mac Rhodes gets to make a decision on this. What does Mac Rhodes do without any outside pressure? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. But I can tell you this. From what we have seen out of the Board of Regents, where these decisions start, by the way, Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be this, there's not much of a care. Like, we're the largest Baptist university in the world. That's their vernacular. We're R1 right now. That's their vernacular. You don't get a lot of, we need athletic excellence. It yeah. feels as though, and for those of you who were in the thick of it 20 years ago, it feels as though you're teetering on the edge of, eh, we're, Here we go again. we're okay being complacent. You are, you are literally being complacent with three and nine. It's not a, oh, do they or do they not feel that way? They just told you this weekend, we have a standard, but three and nine isn't, isn't past that standard. And it felt like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Drake, this is just my opinion, but in the last few years under the whole regime, so Linda Livingstone and Mac Rhodes in the athletic department, it looked like a case of, this is a great sports are a great way to build our reputation back. Yeah. After the sexual assault scandal. And it's a great way to elevate our profile as a university. And there's no doubt that the athletic success absolutely worked Baylor towards getting an R1. 
towards being able to say we have students from all 50 states and over 100 countries around the globe. Um, that all of that plays a part. But then, but then you see these decisions now, and you think, but do they care at all if the if the football team is even like not embarrassing, let alone as bad as they are? And they tell you they care. And then follow that up with, we're not a big state school. Our fans have a deep personal connection to the mission of the university. And this connection is deeper than a game result. That's your, that's your response to three and nine. There are some things is, that still hamstring Baylor for not being a big state school. Being a respectable football program is not one of them. There, we have seen it over the last 15 years. That is not an excuse. Now, is, an excuse, is it an excuse that you might have a bad season once every four-year cycle? Sure. But we, we, we can't play poor. We can't play poor with this. We can't say, oh, we're not a big enough school. But what do you think, guys? We're not Oklahoma. Cam, we're not TCU. It is the, the school you're bigger than. It's the idea in Mac putting that out in a statement. And, and look, I, I know that it's harsh for us to give this much pushback there, but nobody else is going to. Nobody else is going to read it and be like, no. oh, let's, how could we critically view this? In, in that statement, what you're saying to fans is, hey, just blindly stick with it. Just blindly have faith. I don't really have yeah, a I've reason. I've given you no reason to, to actually put faith into this. But here you go. I mean, man, I, I don't know. Is it because we're people of faith? Is that why, Drake? I just don't understand why it would be, hey, fans, you, you have, if you're a good fan, that lo- if you're a good fan because you love the connection that's deeper than a game result, we need you to keep supporting, keep showing up, keep loving Baylor well. Well, then what can, at some point, being a fan is transactional. What can yes, you give me? Yes. I want wins. I want some sort of something to hold on to. And at every turn, it feels like as a fan, you're getting slapped in the face. At Absolutely. every turn. Hey, tuition's going up. Game prices are going up. Season tickets are going up. We're taking your tailgates away. We're building a new arena. Now your season tickets go from $300 to $1,200. We're decreasing the student section of the new basketball arena by 60%. That. That's what you get as a fan. And then when we lose, when we lose, it is, hey, keep supporting. Keep showing up. Because you're a good fan. That is... And you're not a good fan if you don't show up, if you don't show support for this. Which it doesn't if say that. If you don't ex- spend your hard-earned money It in doesn't this. say that explicitly, but that's the inverse here, it has right? has to be. Yes. That's the inverse. Yes, that has to be the implication. Is, hey, you have a deep personal connection, so keep supporting, keep showing up, keep loving Baylor well. If you don't, that means you're a bad fan. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem if you don't. No matter what the outcome is. And I'm, remember, it, this is bigger than wins and losses. This is bigger than an outcome. You're a right. fan. And you don't, as a fan, as a Baylor fan, you don't go on and become an Aggie or become a Longhorn. That, that's, that's, that's totally those not are, part of those this. Those are big state schools. Those <laughs> yeah. are big state schools. Yeah. That's totally not part of this. But if you are a fan, and we've seen it again on social media of saying, you know, I just, I've hated the direction this program's going. My season tickets keep going up. Uh, they can't play at home. They're not bringing t- in any players. My They're, daughter keep- has to go to Tarleton because tuition's $54,000. Yeah. yeah. And they say, you know what? I'm not renewing my season tickets. How can you blame them for that? And we are as Baylor as it gets. And I can't blame them for that. I, I just paid can't. my hard money to go there. I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still paying to go to Baylor. I, I graduated loved, four years ago. I loved my four years. I, and I just don't, wouldn't as a it. passionate person who is also a fan, I'll tell you that. I went there. Oh, I, oh, why wouldn't I be? I am upset with the trajectory where this is going, and I think I have the right to be. 